We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. So welcome. Happy Thursday to everybody yes, out sir. there. It's Thursday evening for us. And got a little bit of news for you. Going to have Tyler Sorry. on to do... Uh, yeah, what are you doing, dude? Going to have Tyler on to... Uh, Go over the recruits for 2021 so far. The recruits rolling in. A couple 2022 recruits, too, I saw. We won't talk about them right now. You know? Really? I don't remember seeing any of those. I only I was I swear, see I swear, 2022 recruit. You're going to make me Google this right now, aren't you? No, I'm not going to make you do that, no. Google. Um, so what's good, Joe? How's everything? How's the Rona man, down there man. in Carolina? <laughs> it's fine except for now we all we have to wear masks at work so you know yeah i have to wear them in people's homes which is completely um rational and yeah you know you don't want to make people feel well yeah I, I mean they're whether you agree with it or not businesses they have the right to create their own rules if you want to you know yeah, work slash yeah go there right so i just as much as i don't agree with it you know there's other things that have happened before in news and in the past where you know i've used that stance to kind of you know go against some things so again i'm it is what it is I'm wearing a mask to wear a mask because it's their right to tell me i have to yeah they make the rules to tell you whatever you want pretty much or you can say Yes, or you can be like, no, I'm going to find a new job. But there's about 30 million other people trying to find jobs. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to lose. I'm not going to quit this job just because I have to wear a mask. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely. So um, we digress. All right. Welcome back. Thank you. The Cuse Moments Madness has um, commenced, so to speak. And yeah. we had a little snafu with it. Word yeah, of the, rocky word, start, rocky word start. Word of the day, snafu. So we'll talk about that. But quickly, Joe, before we get into that, because it's worth a little bit of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, Alan Griffin signs his national letter of intent. That's great. I'm really yeah. big on this kid. I can't wait to see him play. Still no word whether or not, you know, next yeah. year is still up in the air. So 
Right. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to hear some news probably maybe once this is all over and sorted out. I'm hoping that the NCAA does the right thing and kind of just the, the rule is set for what, 2021, Joe, right? They've pretty much set the rule for 2021, right? They've, uh, they've, I knew that they were supposed to talk about it, right? I don't know. Right, but it usually wouldn't happen this quick. It would happen probably next year. So hopefully, right. they, hopefully they just wave it and just they're going to do it anyway. You might as well just yeah. start now. I think the circumstances, um, I think the circumstances allow for you know something like that. I mean, what's, yeah, what's yeah. Well, I mean, this makes it official, but I wouldn't wait if I was him. Now that it's official, he can put in his waiver to the to the NCAA based upon why he he moved and whether it's because of certain circumstances at his old school or whether it's family related because he is from the state of New York and he wanted to move closer to home because of this coronavirus thing. Right. I mean, that's really, you know, that's really where I think that you can take advantage of it, especially right here. I mean, like I said, I believe that they should give everyone a waiver, right? But if you're like, hey, this coronavirus pandemic thing kind of freaked me out, so I want to move closer to home with my family then uh, that should be able to, to move for a waiver because it's not like he is, mo- you know, it's not like he's transferring to Kentucky, you know. I mean, he's moving closer right. to home. So he, if I were him, and most likely probably what they're going to do is instead of waiting for the NCAA to announce that, they're probably going to put in a waiver anyway and hope that that, that, that goes through. So fingers crossed. But, it, you know, it's like you always say, you know, we talk about these recruits, but they're only verbals until it's official and they get here, right? So Right, and that's going to – you know, that goes for the football yes. recruits we're right. talking about. I understand a lot of people are really excited. I get a lot of um, – I get some DMs and some emails and stuff like that in regards to recruits and mentions on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's something to – it's something fun to research and look at and watch tape while, you know, there's no sports going on. So it tides, yeah. us, it tides us over. Uh, Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you fall in love with the tape, and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait for this kid," and then I'll uh, decommit. And you're like, oh. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing, like right? Darius Baisley, right? right so, right. I mean, again, I'm just glad that he's signed, and you know, now it's coming down to whether or not he's getting plays. He gets to play this year, or he gets to play next year. Darius Baisley making trash bags for pants great again. By the way, I don't know if you saw that, but. Well, I mean, you can say what you you can say what you want about him, but he got a lot of burn in the NBA this year in Oklahoma City Thunder, and it actually his move actually turned out. It worked out, and now yeah, well, he more. did it. He did it right, and it's not easy. Plus, he got backed. Well, he did it right, and he did fall in line with some people to where he could make a little bit of money. That probably now, I mean, he, you never yeah, know. Yeah, his year off, but, he made money. Yeah, he made yeah. money, and he actually got into the NBA. I mean, he's he was a bench player that was playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder um, a majority of the season. I know that he went back and forth a little bit of the D-League, but he played a lot of games for them. So he surprised me as far as how that was going to work out, especially considering that he took a year off. So um, obviously he was working with some people and he did the right thing, made a little bit of money, and whatever he did, it worked better than I thought it was going to. That's for sure. And now there's more players that are kind of following that pattern. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think it's easier and, and better for everybody, fans especially, if people just go are able to do that. So there's no Right. There's no mushy area where they might there where they've committed, but you know, they've still got a year or whatever. You know, you've got Dior Johnson who's you know, I mean, look, this kid's talented. Right. What does I mean, if you really put it in perspective, what does he really need Syracuse for? Right. Well, I guess the one thing I, I think that we can go and we can look at, 
Um, and I mean, fan, the fans, they can, they can comment if I'm wrong, but the one thing here was that not every situation is going to end up like this. I do remember there was uh, Brandon Jennings, Emmanuel Moutier, some guys that they went overseas and they played one year, then went in the draft. Uh, that's a little bit different uh, because usually most of the overseas leagues are, aren't as good as the G league or the D league or whatever it was for the NBA. So uh, basically uh, I don't want to say he got a little lucky, but having the backing that he had to where he could actually sit out, because if you do remember, he was getting pushed around in the G League a little bit, right? So, and that was kind of the reason why I think he sat out and didn't play too much. So, um, the one thing that hasn't been proven is a guy come out and actually go to the G League or the D League and actually play and, and dominate. So, uh, if these kids can't come out and get a little bit of backing like Baisley and maybe sit out a year and get their weight up and, and, and get physically ready for the game, then it might be a different story. But as far as Darius Baisley and how that. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That worked out. I I didn't think it was going to work out like this. And I didn't hey, either. He, he proved me wrong. I didn't either. I think it's a rare case, though. I really do. But we'll see. It's going to be become... People are going to figure this out. Agents are going to figure this out. There's going to be ways where they figure this out if if the NCAA wants to play these games. Gonna, right. you, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be ways that they do it, unless they come to you know, some kind of agreement uh, between yeah. the NCAA and the NBA. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Demetrius Nichols, forward, for, former forward for Syracuse, is back. Uh, he, did, he, he sustained a pretty bad leg injury last year. That's why he didn't play in last year's tournament. But he's back. He's going to join... Eric Devendorf, Malachi Richardson, Tyler Linden, and Brandon Trish. So they need two more players. Beheim's Army is going to need seven players by June 15th to be eligible. Um, I don't think they're going to have a problem no. doing that. But uh, no. need a big guy in there, a bigger guy. Um, so 
Yeah. yeah. I well, mean, AO, AO is perfect, right? I mean, that's always yeah. a perfect fit. Well, they give, obviously, you know, there's the fan favorites, and then you got to put the the scholarships, this whole coronavirus, you know, what's going on with everything. And also, on top of that, like, some of these players, they're not just going to – I mean, as much as you'd love to want every player to come back and be, hey, you know, come back and play for your alumni team in this thing, like the fans will love you and everything um, – People I've got, seen yeah. some teams where like they go into the tournament and they know how much each player is going to make if they win. They have to break it up like that. So I've seen in certain teams, overseas elite and some of these other teams where to get some of the better guys, they got to they got to promise them a little bit more money if they do win. So um, you never know if there's a little bit of that behind the scenes, but I'm sure that, you know, they've been trying to get better every single year and I'm sure that they're trying to get a little bit younger versus some of the other teams that we've had in the past couple of years, make sure it's all orange. And yeah, uh, I, really, I really think I'm that s- needs to be the trend going forward. Just, I think opinion. it's, yeah. And honestly, I think that the tournament would be a lot better if that was actually a rule, but that's another, that's another conversation for another show. But, um, what all yeah, nine teams. Prob- yeah. 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 That'd be neat. Yeah. But either way, um, I'm sure that Belby's got a a list and Blackwell's got a list and they're going to try to um oh they're working get, on it every day. Get their ter- yeah, it's, I don't think getting the numbers wouldn't be a problem. No. I'm sure there's people they could ask who would say yes in a minute. It's right. they're trying to maximize the team and how good they could possibly be. Right. So, yeah. So, all right, that's cool. So, and Nick can and still it, play? Uh, do what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a great outside shooter. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what he's, you know, he's 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 a scoring threat, and it's kind of what we needed last year. Didn't have Demetrius Nichols last year. Brought in Jordan Crawford, kind of like trying to make up for yeah. that scoring difference. So anyway, um, the Cuse moment madness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we we there was a bit of a snafu, just a little slight embarrassing embarrassing moment there for us for about fifteen minutes till we figured out what to do. So we if you listen to the show, we did do a selection show for it, and we did talk a lot about the six overtime game. Talked about Dorf yeah. on the table, talked about the six overtime game, and then we talked about do we make them separate? No, we should make them one thing as the six overtime game as we should have, which we, yeah. but somehow, some way this slipped through the cracks. I have no idea how, but they're in the championship. See, and right if now. you actually do go back and listen, yeah. I did bring up at one point, like I felt like we were missing something <laughs> like, like we got to a seed at one point and there wasn't enough seeds left to fill out the rest of the ones. And I questioned it and I don't know who had the list. I guess next time I'm just going to have to keep the list. Yeah, I wow, kind throwing of, Gio under the bus. Whoa. I'm not throwing anybody wow. under the bus. Wow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying wow. that I did. There was something going. When we were doing that, I had a feeling we were missing something. And um, oh, of course, I remember saying something so about perfect. it. And then we kind of, you know, dusted it under the rug, didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden we put the poll out and we're like, oh, wait a minute. We missed something. Yeah. So we took we out- could have vetted that a little bit better. We definitely could have, but there's four of us there, and I think all four, each one of us, each one of the four, we're probably like, oh, there's four of us here. We, we, right, this, think about this the time fun. in between. We could have had to vet that, really, realistically. Oh, we could yeah, have. Totally. We should have. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, oh, you absolutely. You learn, right? Yeah, this isn't freaking... ESPN, for crying out loud. This no, is, no. you know, this is a, this is a, 
you know, a part-time gig at best and we make zero dollars. So, um, we took out, we took out the Bayheim GMAC overrated presser and ended up putting in the six overtime, six overtime. game. And that was went in as a seven seed and it went, which is why that was so high. Yes. Right. And it went as a seven seed against, cause it was the only thing that made sense. Cause we already had the Oh six run in here. Right. And it went against the 10 seed fair hood air fingers quote charge ejection game against Duke. And, and it smoked them. Smoked them. It's been smoking everybody. So, <laughs> so it went against the 2007. Look, well, were there any of these that that surprised you? Were like, man, I, I don't know if that should have won, or I, I expected this to go different because you had the GMAC run versus you know the 2018 Syracuse win over MSU, 55 to 53, which was great. It was a great game if you remember, um, and and. So they won there, and then it was Gillen, Gillen beats Duke against the Ennis buzzer beater, was still the closest one so far as an 8-9 seed. was a great matchup. Gillen edges out Ennis uh, for the buzzer beater at the 8-9 slot and moves on. Then a lacrosse, we put it as a 4 seed, but it went up against, unfortunately, went up against the 13 seed 2013 Final Four game. I voted for the Final lacrosse. Final four run, yeah. Or, yeah, the Final Four run, yeah. So I voted for lacrosse because because of the way it was won in his back-to-back championships. I thought it deserved it. I understand how popular that um, 2013 Final Four run was, though, too. So, you well, know. Well, making it to the Final Four is a big deal, and that's what I was kind of talking deal. to you so about is, the other day, right? So is winning back-to-back championships in lacrosse. So, I mean, I mean... You know, lacrosse gets the short end of the stick. It's like the third. Oh, yeah. You know, so anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at the popularity and how much they actually, you know, who, how many fans go to games and everything, obviously lacrosse is big, but it's not close to basketball. So that was kind of predictable as far as it I was, was concerned. It was. And in, in the whole, honestly, the whole basketball really wiping everybody out of this was kind of predictable, right? Right. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, I thought uh, the football season, the 10-win season, I thought, you know, that they should have. You thought they should I mean, have beat that elite, elite Eight win over UVA? No, that's where they should have lost, but it was unfortunate that they got set up to them because, like, again, I mean, it's a lot of it is because of just the basketball following for Syracuse as well, but this is kind of how I saw this going was, uh, you know, the important runs, you know, like I was telling yeah. you, like the Gillen buzzer beater for Duke. You know, you you love that, and I can I, I understand. It. There's there's a personal thing that goes with that too, so I yeah. get it. But that was a team that ended up going to the NITs, and Losing I mean, it was, it was a big win. But it, over the end of at the end, you know, it, it wasn't a game that got us to go further into and, the tournament. And, and I know your to, I know your argument to this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. The 2017 win over Clemson was an awesome win. It was a great moment, and I love yep. that. But they didn't do nothing after that. They won four games that season, and they didn't do anything after that. But And I understand that, you know, Boom. how many big games were like that? Well, the year before, they beat Virginia Tech, but really, how far do you have to go back to find another one? It was years. Like 30-something, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well... I mean, Virginia Tech was the top, like, Virginia Tech was 16th. You're talking Clemson yeah. was two. number two only yeah. because it was the beginning of the season. I know. And they were national champions, and they're yeah. basically dominating college football right now. So we had no reason to win that game, and that was the biggest 
win that we've had since probably what Nebraska? What in '87? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. That's why it's a bigger deal as far Was as there I'm another one. Wasn't it... there another one though? There was another one after Nebraska. I mean, we've beaten some ranked teams, but I'm talking yeah, like with national championship level teams. We beat Clemson. They went on to win the national championship. We had some injuries, and we ended up, you know, falling out. If you don't remember, we played Clemson, beat them, and then the very next week, what, we didn't we have to go to Miami? Yeah, it was a rough run. And then it was Florida time. State. Yeah. It was so – and they were close games, but we were beat up. Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was a great, a great moment though. It was, but it beat it beat Gillen's forty three point performance against NC State, and that was an overtime game, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was an well, and again, I'm a little biased towards that, right? I know because you were there, right? Uh, I was there, but, but yeah, I, I just think, I mean, Syracuse basketball—they've had so many more chances to play against top ranked team. I mean, look at—we've been ranked number one. Look at Tyler Ennis, his year. We were twenty five and zero, like. We were, you know, we haven't been up there that long, so we don't play that type of competition in football. So when those games do happen, I think that it's a bigger deal. So although, yes, I am making the same argument, I think you have to look at the perspective of one team in that sport to another team in another sport and their success, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, we're, I think, it's not, we're, as Syracuse basketball fans, are you surprised when you beat ranked teams? Are you surprised when we're ranked? No, no, no. Right. But in football, cool. in football, it's a big. It's definitely a bigger deal. I, yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I'm just making the argument that no, devil's advocate. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, someone around here has got to do it. <laughs> you know? so, I thought it was cool that the final four was two final four games against each other against two Big East uh, game games against each other, Big East tourney games against each other. So, at the end of the day. So it, the, the results are in, and I have not put up the, the what would be the championship matchup between these two, but it's looking like it's the six-overtime win against UConn and the Elite Eight win over UVA in 2016. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a clear winner to me. I wish it was going to be closer, but I just don't think it's going to be close. I think you'd be surprised. You think so? To me, those are probably... Pretty equal? Like the two best games in this. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you've got a as far as basketball. solid point there. Yeah, no, totally. But one was, as far as unforg- one was historic though. One was historic. And I will say yeah. one, one that I, that I did not think should lose so early. Let me see which one was it. I mean, I know which one it was. There's a lot going lose. with that UVA window too, you know, the 2000. Yes, I know. I get it. Um, they were down. It just looked horrible. It was like no coming back type thing. The UConn no, games. not even that though. I mean, if you're going into the, the selection show, no one really even thought we were even going to make the tournament. Oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, we had that, and again, that whole Gonzaga comeback, the game before that, in the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a situation where coming back and getting to the Final Four and beating Virginia with that team that year was something that was very unexpected versus obviously you don't expect a six overtime game, but I don't think that it would have been crazy to think that we would have been able to beat UConn, you know, at the Big East tournament. But like you said, the type of night it was, how many foul outs, historic night, six overtime. Yeah. Just the pure madness of each overtime ending. Like every, every overtime ending had its thing. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things as a Syracuse fan where, you know, like, 
what you were doing, where you were, if you fell asleep, you yeah, know, those yeah. kind of like, things, right? So that? totally. Who does that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So but you know <laughs> imagine if there was a game after that. Imagine what do you if, mean? Oh, oh! If okay. if they had to start another game that night, well, th- that one would have started earlier, so it would have not went till it did. Yeah, okay. So two and a half hours earlier, but it still went. What would that be? Eleven thirty? Wait, yeah, it was like one thirty, right? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So, so you're talking about so one would I have mean, started at the other about game midnight. Wouldn't have started, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. On the gone East to Coast? at least two. Come on. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, and the other thing, oh, the one that I wanted to mention before I was so rudely interrupted was the game that I, I really wanted to see go far because it, <laughs> oh, you are so annoying sometimes. Is that was the five seed, the eighteen nineteen season, the unranked Syracuse going into number one Duke and beating them in Cameron Indoor. First and only team that's ever done that up to this date. And I think probably the stars have to be aligned for anyone else to ever do that again. That may last forever. I know it's not like a, a huge, it's not widely talked about. Like that game's long forgotten, but I think that's such a cool stat just from a statistical standpoint to, to, you know, if you look at the odds of doing that, you know, just highly improbable. I mean, and they, and they pulled it off and it was a great game. So yeah. that was one I thought would go a little further, but it is going against, you know, it's going against one of the team, one of the games that's going to be in the championship, and that's the 2013 Final Four game. So, oh, yeah, no, that lost. Yeah, that, that lost, lost against the Big East run. My bad. So anyway, um, all right. Well, anything else to say about that? We'll put the championship game sh- after the show ends, or maybe tomorrow morning. Let it simmer all day, and we'll have some fun with that. Um, if you're well, good, I don't Joe, really, huh? Are you all okay? Hey, all right. Hey. I'm good. I'm, I'm, bringing Tyler I'm good with this. I just got something else. What's up? Well, we'll go ahead with it. Oh, just there was news that came out today about uh, rankings. Kadari Richardson. Yeah, he's up 100 spots or something. Since yeah, he, well, he moved up like 112 spots. He was like 180th or something, 178th in the yeah. class, and now he's like 78th. Yeah. yeah, that's freaking crazy. Does that make you a little nervous, though, honestly, like on one end of that or no? Mm. Never know. I don't think so, personally. No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. I well, I, think I feel like that one's set. Well, yeah, I know that. But what, so I mean, what? So what is it? So I mean, why would I be nervous? I don't. Then another school can't come in and scoop them. No, that's true. But you know, who knows? You don't know what the why hell would I goes be nervous? on with he these guys. Moved up you don't know. Spots. He's yeah, coming to Syracuse. Like, why would I be nervous? We well, need a third guard. Well, I know. I know that. Awesome. I get that. I get that. I get that. But you know, things happen. So. I mean, is, didn't Darius Baisley sign? Didn't he sign? I'm just curious. Didn't he sign? Oh, my God. He was a McDonald's All-American. There's a little bit of okay, a difference. Okay, I'm just saying, did he sign? Yes, I understand okay. things happen. Okay. Okay, I understand things happen. All right. All right. All right. Are you done? But then you might as well be nervous for are everybody you, else. Are you done? I'm always nervous about him. That's the honest truth. So, yeah. Truth. But at the end of the day, if we get him, we get him. If we don't, whatever. All right, Papa Bear. Good, good luck to you. What's the Papa Bear thing? I don't even get that. <laughs> I don't get it. Are you ready to bring Tyler on? Yeah, buddy. All right. Welcome, Tyler Morona, Cuse Militia's own football expert, our in-house guy for all things football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's like James Zuba, 315 legend, and Tyler Morona, football expert for Houston Militia Podcast. What's up, buddy? Thanks for the, the intro. I, I I played football. A football expert is far from a long shot. You know, it's funny that like you see people at like um, PFF.com or like all the like analytics sites now or even guys that like have never played football and they just work in the front offices. It's They probably actually know more about football than me. And I was an actual football player. So it's kind of funny that you know, you could consider me an expert if you want, but like, I actually, <laughs> I just compare you to Joe and think like they know a lot more than I do about this game, or maybe they're just thinking more about it than I do. Cause I'm like, it's kind of a simple thing at the end of the day. I'm just but. really trying to legitimize the show and act like we have someone that's important <laughs> on and you couldn't just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> just I'll, I'll always be, I'll, I had a Jersey for Syracuse university football at one point in time. And I have See? a lot of friends, you know, and I was on the team and I did have a scholarship. So it's like, yes. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. But I just awesome. like to make sure people know exactly who I am. And like, they don't think like, you're, you're you know, very, like you're very GM humble. Is, Yes, you're very humble. I'm going to edit all that out. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you don't <laughs> just, edit it Just cut out. it out. Yeah, it just be like, yes. Like, just, just me saying yes. <laughs> yes, right exactly. Well, exactly. I think really where it hits, Tyler, is like you just being on the team, just playing college football, but just going through a D1 system, Process. the playbook, stuff like that all together like that automatically i mean just knowing those things automatically makes you smarter than 85 percent of the people that watch football probably more it, that watch football right so i like to think so i right. i genuinely like to think so yeah because there's some guys obviously their jobs are to do that like you said p pff and, and those guys but when it comes down to the average fan uh the more you know about it as far as x's and o's and and, and that kind of thing and you're gonna be you know you you want to coach and that's your aspiration, right? So, you know, all those little things that a normal, a normal person watching the game, you watch it differently than, than a fan. So as if it couldn't get any better, Joe sounds amazing. Tyler sounds amazing. We're using the zoom this time. Sun's out, guns out, Joe. What's up? Sun's no, out, I mean, it's just hot, man. It's just hot. Do I mean, what does guys, it matter? What do you, do you guys have any tats? I do not. No I have some awful tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I do. We're not going to go there, though. I have a Metallica well, tattoo. I was just, I was, I'm, I'm pretty tatted up. I mean, not a lot. Like, you know, we met oh, okay. Sean, but like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't like you saw me and you're like, oh my God, this guy's from like Ripley's, believe it or not. But, you know, dude, being a the head tat, guy, you got to have a couple. Right. The head tat would look sick on you, bro. And you're big enough for it. Oh, no, come break. on, man. Come on, man. Do come it. on, dude. You can always grow your hair in if you don't like it. No, look, there's oh. a lot of people. Oh. oh, come on, bro. I would love to grow my hair. You know, I always keeps. think about the family guy thing where Peter like gets his hair like ripped out and then he just like, oh, I'll just Mr. Potato Head this and he plugs his nose and like blows and it just like sprouts <laughs> out. Of it. I always think like one day I'll try it and then like the follicles will shoot back you out. You never know. Um, hey. Okay. In all seriousness, I'm sorry. My bad. So, um, we're going to go over, we're going to go over some recruits and we'll have a little bit of fun here. Tyler and I interviewed Malcolm Folk. We hadn't heard your thoughts on Malcolm Folk since the interview. Like we never really got a rundown from him, from you. And I don't think Joe's already mentioned him, but we're going to start at Tyler would like to start at the newest, right? Yeah. I so, think, well, it's probably the best way the to The most go, recent, right? right? Yeah. Right. So that yeah. brings us to Kendall Long, wide receiver. 
uh, River Bluff High School in South Carolina, 6'3", 215 pounds. And he's got some speed, three-star athlete. Uh, he's got some speed, 4'5 to 4'6 in the 40-yard dash, according to... And by the way, I got all these all these stats and everything from Orange Fizz, CuseNation.com, and Syracuse.com. And Syracuse.com has a pretty solid rundown of all the up-to-date recruits, and they also... And you don't have to pay for it. It, it kind of just gives their profile, and it has their highlight reel underneath. So if you want to just go and check them all out, that's where I watched them. Um, also... Obviously, these are verbal commits. They're non-binding until the player signs a national letter of intent. Earliest they can do that is during the early signing period in December. So, all right. Well, no, that's not true. It's not true. Okay. They Football experts com- They do say in their commitment post that it's um, 110% committed. No, uh, you know, oh, so yeah. it's like that, that to me is pretty binding. <laughs> that's You know what? If you put it on Twitter like that, it should, you know, it should stand. not go back on your word at that point. <laughs> yes, I, Which agree. Is, I love it. I like the fact that kids are doing that now. And they say yeah. like, because I'll tell you one, one experience that I had that I did not like in recruiting was as soon as I gave my verbal to Syracuse, it was really tough because like more schools are going to try to like come in and they're like, oh, wow, this kid's like really a serious prospect. Like we'll try to get on and late, whatnot, what have you. And it's like they don't honor your commitment at all. Like coaches will badmouth, you know, your coaches. And really what they badmouth is your decision making. It's what? like, yeah. oh, no, like you think that you're going to go to Syracuse and be successful. Like I'll show you. And it's like, no, like it's just a better fit. Like grow up, like be a man about this. So, I mean, I won't say it doesn't really matter now because like all the coaches have probably changed since the time I've been in school anyway. So but that that's just one thing I want to throw out there. It's a solid yeah. point, though. Yeah, when I, like when I talk to Sean about it, it's like the trickle-down effect, right? There's a lot of those bigger schools that they're interested. They want to keep you interested and want to keep you yeah. – They, they, yeah, dangle, the carrot. they yeah. dangle the carrot yeah. there, right? So, yeah. And they're like – you know, but if they get their guy that they like ahead of you, then all of a sudden it's ghosts. Then, so well, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't hear anything, right? So, I mean, that's just kind of how that goes. So, again, like what you said, when you see that 110% committed, I'm shutting down my – my recruiting process, like when you see that, then that kind of, like you said, that's close to solidified as, as you can get until December. Yeah. So sure. Kendall Long, wide receiver, kind of a big kid. So he's fast. His tape looks great. Everybody's tape looks great. What do you guys think? Yeah. Tyler. I, I really, really like his tape. I think, that um, you know, it's kind of been funny too, is that like, I feel like a lot of these guys are coming into the program and then like, um, in winter workouts and then right before the season, uh, strength and conditioning is like posting or letting the kids do like the mock combine to test like the gains and all that stuff. And um, all the guys are posting their 40 times. And I'm going, it's like, wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think that so and so ran, you know, a 4 4 flat prior to this, but they are now. So I think Kendall's going to come in. And to me, I mean, this is like, um, this is like the guy, right? This is just the next guy in line. That's the, you know, big bodied guy. That's just going to catch everything. Love his tape. Um, you know, smoother than a limousine driving through Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, this guy is fantastic. So, I mean, I've, he's been one of my favorite commits so far, actually in a long line of them. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of agree when I looked at his tape too, the one thing that I liked and I, I actually saw was, 
that their offense in, in high school looked a lot like what we're going to be doing with, you know, the read option. And he was doing wide receiver screens, slants, and going deep like those outside receivers do. He was – a lot of the things that he was doing for his high school is what the outside receivers are asked to do at Syracuse. And right. that was the, the one thing that I saw because, I mean, again, you see the three-star and, and everything like that. And, you know, obviously you're going to have your Syracuse fans that are like, where are the four-stars and five-stars? But, again, you see his size, you see his speed. Uh, the only thing that I mean, I, obviously, there's going to be things he's going to need to improve on, but having that size, um, you just question when he goes against high-level ACC corners, you know, getting off the line if they are going to jam him. I mean, he's got the bigger size, but you always, you know, you get those physical guys that can get underneath you and you sure. get those hands on you, right? So um, that's the one thing that you don't really see too much in the tape and you don't really know the competition size, that kind of stuff coming from from where he plays. Um you never really know that all the time. But, again, it looks like a good fit compared to how they used him on the high school team. It's exactly how we use outside receivers. Definitely. <clears throat> all right. Derek McDonald, defensive end, linebacker. Uh, Mars School in Georgia, 6'4", 230 pounds, play, played tight end wide receiver. A lot of his tape was tight end. And uh, also played D-line linebacker. He's coming into Syracuse as a D-ender linebacker. Tyler? Oh, he is. Okay. Y- y- yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I read. So, Ugh, what do you what like do you think? Anymore. What do you th- huh? <laughs> you I don't know? like it anymore. <laughs> that guy. You is liked a, him. You liked that him guy at tight is end. An all ACC tight end. That's he was he really is. good. His, his tight end tape's awesome. great. Yeah. I will tell you though, he's going to be a fantastic outside linebacker. I go to sleep waking up wanting. I like. I dream of playing like this guy. Like that guy is a much better prospect than I was at the same age. Like he is way better at football than I was. He doesn't have like my frame to be a DN, you know, cause I'm a guy that can hold 290 pounds. He can't do that. So it's like, that's the difference between the two of us. But like, I'm telling you, he, <laughs> I want to be like him when I grow up playing football. Like he is that explosive and fast, I mean, fast. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Very fast. And you know what I really like about it. One thing I just want to mention off the top is if you go through and look at where these guys are coming from, what do you see? There's only one repeat state. So we're actually going out and getting our guys, the, the guys that we want, probably, right? So that's one thing that's really cool. And Georgia football is really good football. So I like the fact that even if he's a three-star, um, his speed will translate up north because he we can put it in context much better than some of these guys that are in the middle of nowhere or in you know not to disparage any other part of the country, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, right. absolutely. Football comes. Yeah. There's, it's well known. Sure. Well, that's the first thing I look at, and you know, that's the first thing the fans are going to look at because according to two four seven sports, you know, uh, he's got zero stars, but that's because he's unrated. And again, from the Atlanta, Georgia area, if he was somebody that stood out, you'd figure he'd be rated. So, I mean, that's a question that you might want to. But again, when you look at it, I mean, Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know if you can question. I'm sure they have good football. And uh, oh yeah. And when you look at that tape, like you said, explosive, just and he's fast in his instincts. He's fast enough to actually, you know, make up for a mistake, even if he makes the wrong decision. Um, and again, this just goes down to somebody, like you said, somebody that they wanted because for exactly the reasons that you stated, he can on tape, it looks like he can play three positions. Right. Right. So who knows? Again, like you said, don't look like he's got the shoulders to build out to get to the weight to be a D end. But to be a stand-up outside linebacker that comes up from the you know the linebackers to make it a four-three and be an outside linebacker from that two position, you know, like 
right. stand the stand up position. You'd be able to do that. So again, um, getting guys where you know you can get them into camp, get them into the team, and see where they fit uh, best are really the guys that I like when it comes down to this. They obviously like something about him, and he can play three positions. So let's see. Yeah, I think he's a little bit more of like a. I really like Justin Barron. I think that he's going to be fantastic, and I think that he's a real high upside prospect. But with him, I couldn't actually tell you what he was best at. I think I know what um, Derek is best at, like I said before. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I like him a lot more in the slot, going and catching in the back of the end zone, because he... Oh my God. I just think about (laughs) what you could do. Again, too, sometimes you get the guys in there. You never know how. I don't know if you remember, um, it's probably four years ago, uh, Stritzinger, who's about to be, I think, a redshirt senior or a senior. um, He plays plays corner. Um, He came to Syracuse because he wanted to be recruited as a, a running back. He was being recruited by Michigan, you know, Harbaugh, to be a corner. And then, you know, you get them into you, – you recruit them for what they want, the position they want to play, let them get there and decide, oh, I'm not going to be able to play that best thing for me. And, and, and if he's a team player, like you know, they'll move to where the team needs them. And eventually right. he ends up playing corner for Syracuse. So maybe that's one of those things where he wants to play defense and he gets there and he, real, he realizes that his best opportunity to see the field is tight end. Right. Hayden Nelson, defensive end. Brookfield Central, Wisconsin, 6'4", 248, three-star. Offers from Air Force and Navy, which <clears throat> says a lot, I think. Uh, Oklahoma, among others. Uh, wow. An- another, yeah. Get an Oklahoma offer? Yeah. No. Are you sure? No way. Let me check this out. Dude, it could have been just, I mean, sometimes it's just interest, right? Like, again, oh, it might have been an interest. That team, it's that team keeping you there, right? It could have been, it could have been that. No, no OU offer, no Wisconsin offer, no Michigan State offer, no Iowa offer. But he has basically everybody. Oh, Iowa State offer. That's a good offer. Indiana, yeah. that's a good offer. He's from Harvard's Wisconsin. He's from guy. he's from Big Ten town. Right. I know. Um, this is. I don't think he's two forty eight. But go ahead. What What do you have on this guy, Joe? This is the one guy I don't really know what to think of. See, and that's the thing. <laughs> Do you think that he's more than 248 or you think he's no. less watching him? Less. No, I think he's less. Yeah. But he looks like he's got better size as far as to fill out for a defensive end than. Right. I, uh, I like his potential a lot more to be a classic, like. Versus McDonald's. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, again, I mean, if, uh, kind of a highly rated three star uh, from, you know, like Big Ten Town. So I'm sure, you know, maybe we jumped on him early. That's one of those things. I, I read an article, I think it was inside the Loudhouse, talking about how, you know, it, it's spinning it towards Syracuse of like, you know, even though these guys don't have big offers, they're the diamonds in the roughs that have, would have gotten big offers if they would have been able to go to these, you know, uh, camps during the summer, which don't get me wrong, that's where players are seen. And that's Absolutely. where probably a lot of these players would have probably ended up going to our camps and stuff like that. Uh, so right. I don't want to like poo poo on the idea, but like to sit here and <laughs> right. to sit here and act like we're like that much ahead of everybody else. I mean, these guys obviously aren't getting looked at by the big time, you know, guys. But right. when you get the middle of the the Power Five teams, I mean, they're looking at these same guys too. Right? Yeah, for sure. So again, it's not going to be a guy that's going to come in and, and blow the top off and play the first year or two. But no. from what I saw from his tape and everything, he looks like somebody that could fill out and play that defensive end. 
I think he has good traits as far as the size and the ability to grow. Like you said, I just saw so much hip restriction on how he was playing. Like he's a rocket off the ball, but like he can't play with Change his eyes. Direction. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, and we've had plenty of those guys in the past. And that it's it's it just scares me because it's like we you see a lot of those guys across college football in general. It's like I go one direction really well, but like, like one trick pony, right? <laughs> totally. And, right. and in college, you can have those because you have a hundred roster spots, right? Like yeah. at home games, you can feasibly play a hundred guys. So there's an opportunity for a lot of those guys to play. But when you go on road trips and you can only take, you know, five defensive ends, he's not going to make the cut, like you said, for a while. So I'm just right. kind of thinking of we need help in that position. But I think we're going to get it from a different couple guys sooner than him is yeah, maybe the I can, point. And if this is a developmental guy, then I would I feel great about taking my chances on him. You know, right. it's it's a good guy to take a chance on. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're not going to you. There's not enough room to have everybody come in and and help the first couple years. Right. So there's going to be those developmental yeah. guys. But the one thing you also have to look at, too, in, in what Sean hit on was the. Uh, you know, the military schools, you know, that whenever you get, you know, offered by a military school, Dungy was somebody who was offered by military schools and, Definitely. you know, you're getting offered by military schools, then, you know, the characters there, you know, you ain't no, no problems with grades or academics or anything like that. You shouldn't have any off the field issues. I mean, knock on wood, but that tells a lot, that tells you a lot about the character of, of people. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. You caught me mid gulp there guys. Jalen. <laughs> Jalen Moss, the uh, defensive tackle. Out of, this is the the one from, I guess the Rochester area, right? Fairport. Yeah. So um, six five two sixty, and he's unranked. He's actually cousins with uh, fellow Syracuse lineman Chandler Jones. So uh, and according to Mike McAllister, Syracuse <laughs> Syracuse does more extensive research on these in-state guys uh, than they normally would some of these out-of-state guys. So. Uh, as he mentions, you know, they must see something in him that's going to fit this three three five defense. Um, you know, it's hard for me to judge. I mean, th- when we look at, you know, all the tape and stuff like that, Tyler, what stands out to someone like a defensive tackle to you? If you saw like a picture of him on Instagram, it's his freaking foot, dude. It's like a size <laughs> 20. <laughs> this dude is enormous, man. I was looking at him. I was like, I was, I was looking at my phone and I was like, how much longer does this guy go up? Like, I was like, I have the whole picture in front of me. And it's like, so, and I've only had that feeling a couple times in my life. That was John Raymond. If you remember him, he was like six, seven, six, 350 yeah, when I met him. And I was like, you are. Pound for pound, the largest human alive. Like Yao yeah, Ming, one, you, yeah, yeah. Well, he went to Iowa at first, but he's from uh, Philly. So oh, okay. Anyway, long story short, but like this is John Raymond 2.0. Now John Raymond had a tragic accident, the unhappy triad, all that stuff with his knee got you know blown out at Georgia Tech. But I think this is kind of like a good, not like necessarily like the fact that we had to do like a redeem story for John Raymond, but. This guy has the size, and I think he's a legitimate, you know, could be a legitimate inside D-line type of guy that gets to 300 pounds and is twitchy. Mm. Like, I like his upside. I think he... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. 
Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He could be kind of a Don Terry Poe type of guy if things shake out right, which is a huge upside type of dude. But you have to take risks on some of these guys in that area because if they're in a populated area, they're going to USC. You know, it's like these guys don't just grow (laughs) on trees and you get them, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. And that's probably another reason another unrated guy who will eventually get probably rated, probably get rated a three star. Right. But um, again, you got to look at where he plays. We've talked about New York State high school football before. So obviously um, it's no surprise if he's not really especially being unrated that he's not being heavily looked at at some of these schools. But uh, six, five, two sixty, man. I mean, that's that's huge. You know, and like we said, being cousins with Chandler Jones and those guys like it's hard for me not to think that this guy can't be like you said, I mean, more or less, it just comes down to the athleticism and whether or not he can put on the weight. So keep that athleticism. But this is a position of dire need, in my opinion, I think for the dire. past two. Yeah. Dire like, need. Yeah. Yes. Like D tackle is, I mean, the two starters are seniors. They're gone this year and depth right. does not look good. So um, you can only hope that it, that it works out. But like you said, I mean, to imagine, <laughs> What a guy that that I mean six five two sixty that is six five is usually pretty tall for a for a D tackle, isn't it? I mean, isn't that offensive lineman type? It's de- it definitely trends offensive line territory, but um, he plays with 
pretty decent path level for the most yeah. part. And like, he doesn't get, I mean, for where he's playing, he's probably like, you know, everybody's got it circled on their schedule. Like, dude, we have to play this guy. He's probably so yeah. much bigger than the next guy in his district that they're That's like, Oh my saying. God. You know? So it's like, nobody's messing with him in, no. you know, <laughs> where he's playing high school football. Yeah, but no. I think he has enough athleticism right now to where if he does add another, I don't know. Let's just even say 25 pounds right now. It gets up to 285, and it's all good weight. Like I think he'll he won't lose anything. I think once we start talking 315, then we're you know getting into a dangerous territory. But you know, 290, 285, yeah, sure, let's run, let's go. Yeah. All right, Josh Huff. This is one of my favorites. Running back, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, 6'2", 235 pounds, three stars. Uh, for those willing to try to attempt to tackle on him, uh, they pretty much. <laughs> Get run over in high school. He's just, I mean, and he's pretty fast too. I mean, for his size, and he's just tree trunk legs. I oh mean, yeah, um, uh, impressive to watch, and actually not just impressive, but fun to watch. Like extremely fun to watch his tape. So probably one of the best tapes that I saw out of this class. So, uh, what do you think, dude? I don't know what to think because I know that Pennsylvania <laughs> has some pretty good high school football. And I know when you get to the D1, you know, it's the real deal. You're you're not going against linebackers that you're bigger than. Um, right. But I don't know. It's something something about him. Like, he just reminds me of – I don't know who it is. I can't think of the name. But just, just being that tall, that big, it's hard. I don't know. What were his – I'm going to look at his other offers real quick. 6'2", 235. I mean, he's a big boy. It's really what big. Man. He, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And by the way, you, you, don't, could, you don't see a lot of running backs with that size. No, I know. That's and that's the, what's weird about it. And it's almost awkward watching it, but he's just running straight, running people over. And uh, Giovanni, I think, is doing a just a little plug for Gio. He's got here. an interview with him, I believe. Yeah. I know. I'm jealous, too. man. Well, this guy, this guy is by far my, he's going to be my favorite player for the next like four or five years. So, um, <laughs> Kendall Coleman graduated. And by the way, he won the, uh, you know, Q's award for, you know, being the best citizen in the world. Cause who didn't know that? Y- yeah. Um, yeah. Stand up right. guy. Absolutely. Called out a mile away, but, um, yeah. Okay. So this will make us happy. He, uh, Josh, how do you say this? Is it Hugh? I think it's Huff. Huff. Huff? Okay, Huff, my bad. He had a pit offer and a... Oh, I do remember that pit offer. That's right. Yeah, his dad dad trashes... Oh, and Kentucky. He had a Kentucky offer, too. His dad trashes pit fans all day on Twitter, by the way, if you want a good laugh now and then. (laughs) Good, he's probably a Penn State fan. <laughs> probably so. It's funny, man. It's like right down the middle with those people. Well, actually, it's probably not even close to right down the middle at all. Like, I, it's got to be like it's the city of Pittsburgh and then everything. Right. Yeah. It's funny too because like Pitt is like this long, you know, history of tradition and all that stuff. And I bet you know they probably get like half or a quarter of the love Penn State does. Yeah. Even after that whole thing. Well, I know, man. Yeah, well, I know, right? How do you yeah, survive just, that? I mean, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, don't go there. Okay, we're trending the wrong direction. Yeah, 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 Sorry. Okay, anyway, I wanted to see his offers. He had a Kentucky offer, and then he had a pit offer. That's super sick. But like I said, this, I watched it, and I was, like, laughing because I was like, this guy is, like, he is the, the quintessential, like, your favorite college player. And, like, it's like your dad's favorite college player and your grandpa's favorite college player. And like, you guys all <laughs> yeah. tell stories about him. Yeah. And then like the grandson hears about him and he's like, 
wait, you saw this guy play? Like, you know, he has like the all-time record, you know, like this is the type of college player that Syracuse loves. Like the Eric Dungy types are, you know, the guys that, you know, are really good in college. Who cares about the next level? But they're just like awesome, awesome, awesome college players. That's what I think this guy is. I think he's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his tape, I mean, his tape is absolutely enjoyable. 106. <laughs> so, according to 247 Sports, 106 in the position and 36 in the state. It's not too bad. Ah, it's 36 in the state is great. 106 running back. That's kind of weird. Eh, there's a lot of good running backs, though. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Joe? You got any thoughts on Huff? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a problem to bring down as long as we have a good offensive line. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to be going obviously against bigger players because obviously in high school, yeah, I know. That's why you I, know how that goes, yeah, right? Yeah. But that's a big boy for a that's running a, back. Still big though. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he's got another year. I mean, it's still big. This <laughs> this kid, this kid. So you works. get to the second level in high school, like he's gone. Oh yeah, like, I don't understand, dude. There's there's kids avoiding contact breaking, with this guy when he breaks the field. He's breaking ribs <laughs> just to try to take his legs out. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if if you ever want a good laugh, just look at Derrick Henry's high school numbers, and you'll just go, oh, Jesus, literally just like 550 yards yeah. a game. I yeah. I would venture that uh, Huff is gonna flirt with like a 400 yard game. Oh, don't make any predictions, Tyler. Please, I'm gonna flirt <laughs> with it. <laughs> like we're not talking yet. We're just kind of like I'm okay. got my eye okay. in that direction. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Malcolm Falk, DB, Episcopal Academy, Pennsylvania, six one hundred ninety one pounds, three stars. Tyler, we um, had the great pleasure of sitting down and talking with this young man. Um, just impressive all around as a yeah, person. You guys did a great opinion. job. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate he it. He did a great a job. We just were there. No, yeah, he did. He did. This no, kid. Yeah. We had what? what no, he the, was impressive. What? Yes. Very. Yes. Impressive. What you don't know, what no one knows until I'm about to say this, except for Tyler and Joe. We had to re-record his answers multiple times, like and every I, time. Basically. And I and I had to edit them. I had to edit them back in because he kept breaking up and freezing. One time he lost connection. This kid was so patient. I felt so bad for him. Me and Tyler at one point were looking at each other like, oh, no, he was just frozen and just just a stand up kid. His father is a stand up dude. He DM'd me on Twitter thanking me. And I'm like, thank me. No, thank you. I mean, your your kid's great. I mean, you did a freaking fantastic job with this kid. But what do you oh, think? My we, God, yeah. we, we never really talked about him. That's at, true. After the interview. So what do you think? What do you think, Tyler? So it's interesting now, actually. It's actually a better time to talk about him because there's more commits you know, now, and we can actually put it a little bit more in context and kind of see where the class is trending, at least. Right. Um, I think as of right now, he's the best player. He's the best football player in our class so far. As far um, as I athletic think, and, and just all around. Dude, he is like – you know, I'm – I'm almost worried that he's going to get too big, man. Like the sky is, like, he's <laughs> such like, he's that athlete, you know, like yeah. he's that good. He's that fast. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I think that he, he might be like a hair short to move down a level, but, um, he's, I mean, he's going to be a much better Evan Foster. I think that's kind of the way to look at it. Like he's going to be like the super chargiest Foster. <laughs> <laughs> that makes any sense. 
Well, yeah, and we were talking about, uh, me and Sean were uh, talking about actually doing a show here at some point to kind of maybe, I don't know, Big Bird, Cookie Monster style, this new defensive scheme so that maybe the fans can understand a little bit more of what's going to be out there, right? Because it's going to be something completely different, right? I mean, we can, compare him to, we can compare him to Evan Foster, but really he's coming in to probably play a position that wasn't there when Evan yeah. Foster was, right? Correct, and, yeah. Um, to go back to the rankings, you know, you said uh, you thought, you know, 36 in the state for Josh Huff, uh, same state, Malcolm Falk, 29th in the state of Pennsylvania, right? So I'm a good um, evaluator. Yes. Hey, there you go. Football, no, ex- the Q's militia, football expert, Tyler Marone, everybody. But yeah, no, this kid, again, like what we talked about before, like he fits a position that is, you don't. Again, with this new defense, we don't really we're not gonna understand it until we see it. And no. I mean, just hearing just hearing his answer about blitzing. Oh when I watched well, dude, great? like I'm so that was awesome. And he it was lit like, up. Okay, this is exactly the guy that is gonna come in and come up and get in the box and they're gonna do some I mean, again, from the three three five, you can morph that into almost anything, any defense. And yeah. so that's that's why I, I believe we made that change because it trends towards the type of players that we've been able to recruit on defense. That's and, the big point. And and that is because you like we talked about defensive line, we've kind of struggled in recruiting and stuff like that, right? So in in large part you could say, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying as far as depth and everything goes with that, you look at the team coming in and, and, and with the linebackers we had last year, so uh, this this move is going to help us, and um, this kid I think is a player that um, if we are not playing this this scheme, who knows if he comes here? Yeah, it's a solid point. Yeah, because it, it was a great fit I, yeah. for him. He mentioned it was a great fit for him. It's exactly what he wants to be doing. He's already doing it in high school, and I mean he's ready. And like you said, Joe, when 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 Tyler asked him, how do you feel about blitzing? He's like, oh, I mean, he, his, that was his, the best part. His, he got I mean, it was all good, but that was the best part. Yeah. That got me going. Yeah. I wanted to, oh, for, for <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. I think that he's not to say that like he's going to be like freshman all American or anything like that, no. but he has the best ability in my mind of this class to come in and, and just play right away because he. And, you know, it's I, I wonder if, you know, the high school season goes well and all that, you know, no interruptions. He, in my mind, could end up getting another star. He's the guy that in my mind, because, like, I think that he's going to be so ready to go and he's going to fit the defense, like we're saying, like, just like a glove. You know, I mean, he's just going to slide right in, um, you know, because that's how they grade these players. It's like, how ready are they, you know, to go right away? Um, so I think that he could be a four-star guy just based off of like, you know, but again, there's, there's four and five-star fits into a scheme and then you can grade him a three-star athlete. You know, it's, it is what it is. I don't know, but yeah, he's a but four-star five-star fit to our program is what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Because he could be a three-star, but in what scheme are you talking about? Right. I mean, you know, just as well as any, and as anybody else, like, when it comes to NFL, guys get drafted based upon schemes and fits and everything like that. And um, you could be a five star in that fit, but a three star in a normal fit. You know, you don't right. you don't really ever know. And exactly. that's really where it comes into it. I mean, first off, our recruiting, where we've been, everything that we've been doing, we're not set up to bring in ten guys that are ready to go, right? Like and come <laughs> in, come in and help, yeah. right? So a lot of these guys are 
red shirt, give them a couple years, or they got to make their way up through special teams to help a little bit, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, Cisco, Andre Cisco was a three-star. And right. then he was a freshman All-American, right? Yeah. So you do find these guys. And I do agree 100% with, with Tyler after, you know, listening to this kid and, and watching his tape and, and kind of listening to where he's going to fit and kind of imagining to where he's going to fit into the scheme. Um, as long as there's not somebody that's there better than him <laughs> that he has to beat out, you know, or, or an older player, like then this kid could definitely come in and, and help right from the beginning, just like Cisco yeah. did. I just don't know like who would be in his spot by that time is what right. I'm kind of getting at too. Is like, there could be a very big vacancy and then he's just like, well, fancy this, you know, look at what I got, <laughs> you know, like, you're, abs- no, you're absolutely so, right. Yeah. Especially since this is a new thing, right? This is going to be the first exactly. year kind of the, we're going to figure this out type thing. And then he might oh, come boy. in and, you know, you know how that goes. He, yeah. yeah. Oh boy is right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the one well, thing. Quick question. This is the pilot question. run. Yeah, it is the pilot run. Quick question. If you on defense, well, actually, just throwing quarterback out, what's the one position that, like, you knew that, like, you were like, okay, like, I know that we're going to recruit well, like, no matter what their, like, ranking or anything else was, like, if you could trust the coaching staff to bring in one position group, like, which one would you pick? Like, you just know that these guys are going to be at least, like, above average at. As far as this, this, coaching staff right now in place since they've been here or just like your favorite team like you knew like and if i'm guessing it's everybody's favorite team here is syracuse like if you could just like know that like okay we signed three guys at this position of need and you know that they're all going to be like pretty good to above average like which position group would you pick well with this coaching staff i'd probably pick the defensive backs just based on the history of what we've had um but to go back into history, it was almost like with – I felt like Marone in offensive linemen were just yeah. – that was kind of, you know – I mean, he was an offensive lineman NFL coach, and I, I felt like he recruited well there, and then they did pretty well there for a little while for offensive linemen, and then we kind of fell off a little bit. That would be my answer, but – What would you like – what would your preferred group to like be? Like if you could pick any of them. Oh, if I could pick any of them. So it would be defensive line, man. Sean? I mean, I don't know, Tyler. I don't know. Okay, fine. Did we say did we do we say we you know, I mean Oh, to me there's nothing as a fan, especially in the dome, there's nothing better like the 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 years when we had Chandler Jones and some of these guys right. that could yeah. just get to like when you can have a defensive line that can get pressure when it's loud and you got the keys jingling in the third quarter and that's the best, that's the best, but we, right, right, right. And you don't need to blitz. Like right. that is the best to me. Like that's, that's what you want. That's ultimately what you want. Right. Well, I mean, just to, I mean, just to hit off something different. I mean, we need the offensive line woes been just so, you know, it's been discouraging. To me, so, yeah. I mean, you I, just I would got, have to agree. You gotta, you, you gotta, you know, I would love to see that get better, and it's kind of a boring. It's uh, the unsung heroes of everything, you know what I mean? The offensive line, but it's so important, and you know, you, you need it. You want to have a, a quarterback be successful. You're not going to pull a Dungy every time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Someone that could do that, what Dungy did while he was here. So I would say, yeah, dude, there was a little while where we were pulling off some really, really good 
like offensive line. I mean, there was a lot of, especially oh, yeah. around around the time when Tyler was there. I mean, Pew obviously, but there was <laughs> yeah, man, like there was that was so, the best. That was the cream of the crop, man. That was the best right. offensive line will ever be. And there were so many just right there fringe NFL offensive linemen. Like there were Good so many college talent. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. What? Who was the running back? Jerome Smith. Yeah, and those uh, guys. Uh, Gmo and Devonte and Prince Tyson Gully. Yep, 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 yep. We had four starting running backs. Oh man, we had so George much Morris, Devonte McFarlane. Yep. Oh man, that was a shame. Oh well. Uh, no, I would agree with you, Sean. I think that if I were to like go to bed and just not have to worry about one recruiting position, it's just because like I don't want to have to think about like is our offensive line going to suck? Like I can't live in that think world. Of, think yeah. Think about think about. <laughs> you know? let's, let's go back to let's go back to the past couple of years running game. I mean, if you've got if you've got that offensive line, you, th- you go just look at the running game past few. You can go back probably three years. It's just been okay. It's been those guys have struggled. Well, it's gone down and down and down. Yeah, that's right. the reality. Like right. it's, it was at a pretty good level, right, you right. know, in the mid tens. You know, we were actually running the ball very effectively. I think like fourteen, we had a you know couple guys approaching a thousand. Granted, yeah. we couldn't throw, but that's a different story. So, I mean, but, you know, you're right. I think it's like, you know, we can recruit Tommy, a four-star guy, you know, best player in New Jersey history, you know, besides Percy Harvin. And then, um, you know, he can't get the ball out. Percy Harvin was was from Virginia Beach. But he went to Bosco, the same high school as uh, Tommy, didn't he? He went to Lanstown. Here in Virginia Beach. All right, shut yeah. up, dude. Okay, whatever. Sorry, I would. It's the one thing I know. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> you live just, in Virginia Beach. Like, who was from New Jersey? You know. There was like another guy that went to Tommy's high school that was like an NFL receiver. I'm trying to think. Like really good. Oh, we like, did get really a Virginia good. Beach that Anwar Sparrow. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Virginia Beach. Yeah, recruit. he it's was. Um, that's the quintessential guy of Louisville dangling the carrot out in front of him, and he never took it. Right, and that's and why he came late. Was like. Right, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that's like that's what happened. Yeah, I had a, I had the same, like literally the same exact thing happened to me. It's crazy. It was like, dude, I get it, man. I, I was you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's mean, like you'll love it. Like I just, I want to DM. I'm like, dude, best decision you ever made. Like, I DM, I DM'd him. I didn't get a response. It's okay though. I'm not, I'm not sad about it. Um, we got one. <laughs> we got. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm sad about it. Uh, I got one. I got one more. Um, Terry Lockett, defensive tackle, Springfield Central, Massachusetts, 6'1", 255 pounds. Uh, it's a three-star, also offered by Michigan and Buffalo, among others. So um, first commit of the 2021 class. Tyler, what do you think? So um, this guy's been kind of under a lot of fire because he looks um, very young in the face and um, just – Right. Who cares? <laughs> my, my, my buddies and I like to like to make some jokes every now and then. But um, we we've made a couple of jokes at his expense. Unfortunately, to him behind closed doors. Um, <laughs> but that's that's either here nor there. He's actually been uh, trumpeting the campaign for other guys to commit, which is really cool. You know, I really like that when you see guys like really proud of you know where they're going, no matter what school it is. I think it's just really nice to see like guys committed and you know already moving that chapter of their life behind them and trying to get other guys on board. So this guy I think is a 210% committed type of guy. Um, 
I think he's also a guy that can come in and contribute early just based off his, his size and speed, and he plays in that system as well in high school. So um, I don't really have a lot on him because I just think that he's just going to be like a guy that's just, you know, a steady guy. He's just going to contribute where he can. He's going to be one of those guys where it's like kind of what we were saying earlier or what I was kind of asking you guys, like, right now he's a guy where it's like i can go to sleep knowing that like he's gonna be well above average at his position and and do well you know he's just a a really good depth rotational piece early on in his career and i think he could probably be good at the end of his career like really good so we'll see joe yeah that's um when you talked about the you know the best players in in this class so far and everything like that you know looking at 247 sports they do have um the defensive lineman there, uh, the end from Wisconsin. They have him as the seventh-ranked player from his state, and then they have this guy, seventh-ranked uh, player from his state as well, from Massachusetts, which, again, I, I don't know anything about Massachusetts uh, high school football. But uh, the one thing that I did see when I did watch this film was obviously being six one, um, not the tallest guy, but his pad level was real, real good. Um, the ability to get underneath the blocks, you know, leverage, things like that. Um, and just he's athletic. He's athletic. And again, hopefully this young in the face thing that Tyler's talking about means that he's still got a little bit of a growth spurt in him and <laughs> he can <laughs> maybe get a couple inches and, and that'll mi- allow him to carry his weight a little bit better. Um, but again, yeah, I, I see it as obviously a need. And I think that we've seen the need starting to be met, uh, by this new defensive coordinator, um, and the coaching staff. But, uh, Again, like I said, maybe not a guy that comes in the first year, but um, you know, you never know because they have this whole year left over. But you get your weight up and you get ready, and maybe he could be a first-year uh, contributor. But you know, somebody down the road that again is going to be steady for a good three years. All right. Well, I, I have to ask <clears throat> either one. You can go first. I don't care. If you had to give this class a grade, class of twenty twenty-one, as of right now, what would you give it? Incomplete, other than an eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the guy, real quick, that I was thinking of from Don Bosco in New Jersey was Jabril Peppers. That was the guy I was thinking of. So no, okay. is that what you were doing the whole time? Yeah, yeah. I was looking up who went to Don Bosco. Um. So far, so this is to me. This class is uh, this is how I surmise it right now. Is that um this is like getting everything that you need for Christmas so that like, you don't have to go buy it yourself. Like it's it's a bunch of socks. Are you saying it's a bunch of socks and underwear, but it's like, you know, the nice, it's like the official (laughs) gear of, you know, it's like the stuff you're like, wow, that's officially licensed. Right. It's like the stuff straight off the rack, you know, from like, you know, the equipment room at Manly Fieldhouse. you know, it's like, it's like that level of stuff where you're like, wow, like I don't have to go like, you know, search for this on eBay. And like, you can tell a lot of hard work was put into it, a lot of effort. And, you know, and it really speaks to the fact that like, I can just tell that this staff is better at recruiting. How do you, how do you, well, how do you feel like this is, we're going into so many unknowns in this football season. Like, with the whole Corona thing and the, the, all the new coaches and the new defensive scheme. And I just like, is, are you nervous? Are you like, 
are are you waiting for the boo birds to come out? Is it you, you waiting for the rough start? You know, I mean, what do you think, dude? I don't know, man. Like, I everybody's behind the eight ball, so the only thing you can do is just prepare by yourself. And but there's look, man, like Oregon and Texas A and M, among a couple other schools, they're just like, look, dude, we're not missing one day of practice. We're not missing one revenue dollar. Like, <laughs> it's we're going for it. Yeah. So, I, and if that's the case, then like. And if the South is just going to bully everybody else into, you know, doing it, which I'm all for, unfortunately, you know, I'm a football guy and that's what football guys do. We risk life and limb to go out and do what we need to do in order to get the job done. It's not about doing it. It's about doing it right. No matter what is going on in this country. So, and if you're, if you're a Q's fan and you're not nervous and you're not breathing and you don't have a heartbeat, you know, it's just the way it goes because we love it so much, you know, yeah. so you still have um, Q's. Yeah. I fully expect that this is going to be a slight disaster for like two quarters. And then we're going to like, be like, Oh wait, no, we got to start playing. You know, it's going to be like one of those things where it's like, we got, and, but it's going to be that way across America is because it, it's so different. Everything's so different. And no matter what is going to be in the back of your mind, for at least a little bit until it gets knocked out of you. And then you're like, well, you know, I, it's just the same thing I've been doing, you know, like the rest of my life. So I don't think it's going to be that big, like prolonged, but it's going to be a quarter or two where you're like, oh, oh boy. Like, is everybody just going to suck this year? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we talked about it in the last. We always have those moments. That we, yeah. We talked about it, right? About how when you changed both coordinators and then you miss spring ball and then there's all, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't going to (laughs) be good for us as far as the way that this whole thing happened, because there are veteran teams that didn't have those changes that are going to be a lot more prepared to get ready to go. Right. So like what Tyler said, um, maybe it's more than two quarters. I don't know, but (laughs) um it's a need. It's a change that we needed to have. Uh, as you've seen from Babers, ever since he was a head coach at Eastern Illinois, he's been losing coordinators to head coaching jobs, right? So oh, um, every year, it, man. It, yeah. So when you do that, I mean, we lost our offense coordinator after the Dungy Ten Win year, right? So um, when you do that, you get another guy that comes up, and you know, it, can they fill the shoes? And we found out that some people can't, right? And we found out Correct. that. And we found out that the defense that they wanted to come into the ACC with isn't going to work, right? So we went ahead and we got those coordinators. And again, to what Tyler had said, um, it's noted that those coordinators are are better as far as um, recruiting. And um, he, I mean, Babers, he's going to pull out all the stops. He came out and he said, my coordinators aren't good enough. And you know that it's not all down to the head. I mean, head coach, they get the brunt of everything, but you know you need good coordinators and good position coaches to be successful. It's not just on the head coach. Well, it's crazy. Like being in college football, the spring and coaching, um, it's just like regular corporate America. Like your position coaches are like your worker bees. And then the coordinators are middle management. And then the CEO is the head coach. Right. So like the head coach is literally like the employer of everybody else below you. So it's like, it's literally the same exact thing. So like, if you're like worker bees are just bed all day long sorry for cussing family show um you know (laughs) it's just not gonna work you know it's like you gotta fire guys and it's like i i feel bad i hate firings because like i know that one day and you know i'm already in this profession as it is now and it's like 
it's a lot better in high school than at the college D1 Power 5 oh, level yeah. AC. But, you know, it, look, I mean, the, the gauntlet's been set. Clemson's not going anywhere. And now on the other side of the bracket, too, like UNC's getting there. Gosh. Miami's getting there. Georgia Tech is getting there. Like, you know how much we're, like, stacked up against? Like, our conference, our, our side of the division is going to look like the slouch in, like, two yeah. years. And we have Florida UNC's State, stupid. NC State. Dude, it's like it, the, the ACC is so much better than it was, like, three years ago coming up this year. It's to be frightening. So I think coach saw that, you know, writing on the wall and it was just something that needed to happen, um, you know, unfortunately, but like everybody landed on their feet, you know, coach Stenard went and took another job. Um, You know, everybody else is doing fine. You know, it's just the way of the world. Yeah. You can't take things personally. That's really what it comes down to when business is business. You know, if the guy at the top doesn't fire somebody, then it's going to be him. I don't know about you, but um, I'm not willing to lose my job <laughs> for somebody for sure. else, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And I think a lot of it, too, is that, you know, I think most coaches, you know, they don't forget how to coach. It's it's just an indictment on their recruiting. That's really what it is. You know, they're not good salesmen, and it's tough. I mean, like, not a lot of people are good salesmen, and the best ones are Dabo, Sweeney, Nick Saban, Coach O. Like, surprise, surprise, the best salesmen are the guys <laughs> that win championships. You know, it's just the way it goes, man. Right. You need to fundraise. You need to, you know, get with the AD. You got to do all these other BS things that, you know, like people don't see behind the scenes, and that's what gives you the budget to go hire better, you know, coaches. And thankfully, yeah. um, our fundraising department has kicked it into very high gear, and we're starting to get some bigger donations, and it's it's showing too. And I think that's coming to fruition already. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I just get afraid because you know you get those coaches sometimes where they come in and they got that shtick, right? And but it only lasts like two, three years, and then they start losing the confidence. And you know, and that's the one thing that I'm nervous about because you know we've had all those years where what Dino Babers is having those those moments in the locker room, and it's on ESPN, and it's getting pumped up, hyped up. We have a ten win season, and then all of a sudden this thing happens. We get rid of our all both of our coordinators. You know, it almost seems like a I don't want to say a last ditch effort, but again, like you said, the writing was on the wall that he saw that he needed to to, to make a change. And, oh yeah, it was the BC game happen, we went right? to, Tyler. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, smoked by BC. Smoked. Oh my god, man! The, the running back too was it? Uh, Dylan. Yeah, AJ, yeah, AJ Dylan. Well, and the other guy, dude. He got oh, yeah, drafted it was a in the third round because of that, or the second round, or whatever he got. <laughs> that was because of that game, man. It was a we tandem. saw his draft pick literally just rise and rise and rise and rise yeah. during that game. We were there for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, real quick. Speaking of the draft, I mean, what a what a perfect uh, summation by us. It's the same thing every year, right? Your, your specialist gets drafted, a D lineman gets drafted, and a receiver gets signed. It's like classic cues, man. Yeah. Just yeah. Lock it in every year. Yeah, we did. That was an actually pretty good show for the, the pregame for the draft. Turned out to be pretty solid. Actually, if you look back on it, right, it's pretty good, man. I, so, yeah, and we were the, we were texting during the draft, and I was like, "Man, I'm surprised Sterling didn't, hasn't gotten picked up yet." I'm a little disappointed in that. It was like, like two five minutes, minutes later. later. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I saw Alton go in the fifth round, I was like, "No, he's gonna be the only one." Like I was, I was, yeah, I was. I really mean, that's where too. I was, right? And again, the one thing that, we, that me and Sean talked about was that I mean, I was surprised about the signings. The, uh, the undrafted likewise signings, right? man that yeah, was awesome a lot of them, yeah it's good right but that we didn't awesome. even talk about some of those yeah, we, I mean, we kind of like Sean Riley of, to the Patriots man I right yeah well, and how Lasker perfect of a fit is that like uh, that's a great fit we wouldn't we, <laughs> I, yeah right 
Lasker texted me right away. He's like, dude, he's going to start for them. Like, I don't know how, but he's going to. Like, he's going to be like the all-time special teams leader in Patriots history when it's all said and done. Yeah, just he had a lot of muff punt punt uh, returns last year. So it was the one thing that was a little disappointing about him. But he's so shifty and fast, and he's got moves, man. He could be something. He could be. He could be. You know that slot guy that they use all the time. So, but not only them, but the, some of the guys that didn't get signed either. Like we thought that maybe Foster or Frederick or even Mo right. Neal. Like none of those guys no. got. Mo Neal hasn't gotten burned anywhere, which is a little surprising. No man, Lakeem, no. nothing. So you never know though. They're work, think, they're still working. I, out I think. Yeah, I think Mo is going to be a great candidate for. Uh, I still think he's XFL. a CFL guy. Oh, I, I think still, he's going. I still think it comes back to not having a pro day. Oh, for sure, man. I don't think people really understand like how good of an athlete he really is. Yeah, well, like, he's no. top. He's a top tier. Oh, we talked man. about the the offensive line briefly, but it really hampered his year. Let's be honest. I mean, it was tough. Oh, for sure, it dude. It just like tough. it was it killed it. Yeah, I mean, I mean there was Ryan, that Ryan Alexander was a debacle. Yeah, that what a mess. Oh I mean, my dude, god, he dude. just quit. Man. He just dude ups and quits like. Who does that? And when I and when you see what happened with the numbers when he actually left and we actually made the change, <laughs> it's like why didn't we should have done that at the beginning of the year? The beginning, yeah, right, yeah. Who cares, man? You know, people had right. Coach Kavanaugh. People had Coach Kavanaugh on the chopping block just for signing him. It's like it's like sometimes you whiff, man. He's a like, grad transfer. How do you know right? a guy? Yeah, what was yeah. that? He was a grad transfer, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, it's like it was a flyer on a guy that's like could potentially come in and help, and he didn't. It's like you yeah, know, he didn't. Oh well, but it was terrible. It's Unfortunately, awful. it's just not. You know who I'm excited about? I think Tisdale can play, man. I really, I think he can. You know the Ju- JUCO uh, transfer. He played like, yeah. in like one team, and he opened up a hole like the size of Texas, and that was the one that uh, the <laughs> long run for uh, what's his name at the Duke game. Uh, Jarvion didn't he have like a nice like fifty yard run? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, that was Tisdale. So I was did like, Mo. Dude, dude, we killed him that game. That was so awesome. Oh yeah, I yeah. I was at I that Duke too. I love so I love you, Tyler, because you hate Duke. I hate Duke. Oh, it's the best, man. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Duke, man. Yeah. The best best time of my life, man, was uh, when Duke came to play us at Syracuse my sophomore year. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, that was probably the most fun I'll ever have in my life. It's it's sad that I peaked at 20, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll find and something. The fact that someday, we beat him in overtime. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, and just seeing Jabari Parker just walk off, waddling off the court. He fouled out, man. I was like, dude, we're just like, eh. I we had a sign that said Jabari wears jorts, and Jabari <laughs> listens to the Nickelback. It was like I, I got retweeted like a hundred times. Really? So, so oh man. Oh, yeah. it's cool. It's just the perfect storm. Yeah, that was that. That's a that's a uh, that was an overtime game that made it to the Q's moment madness bracket. That was a fun one, man. And then we lost when we went to Camden. That was tough. Yeah, but we we swapped them back and forth for the first couple of years. But it's always a good game. It has been anyway. Pretty. We only play Duke like up to our level. I feel like I, like that's the only team that like we rise to the occasion for. Like I can't understand why like we can't just like go out and like spank you know whoever else that's you know inferior. It was so we, it was so up and down this past year. So hard to judge that team. And you know, and you you feel like they're getting hot, and then the Rona. So, did it, like, did, <laughs> did we go? Yeah, did we go into the trust tree? And did I tell you the fact that like I swore off Q's basketball until they beat Georgetown again? Yeah, like you I did. can't. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll look at the box score, but I'm not going to watch the game. 
Yeah, that's I'm a little disappointed in that though. Dude, it's just like it's like betting against your team. It's like, you know, they lose, but you're like, oh well, I made a couple of I bucks made on money, it. right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what exactly. I do. I never bet on my team. I always bet against my team. If I had got to, a hedge, man. Yeah, dude, you win to win win. Do you guys Whatever. are you guys like actual sports gamblers? Like I've never actually Joe's a, a Joe's way more active in that than I am. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm whoa, more of a, whoa, whoa. Joe's a degenerate Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time out. All right. I got a bunch of nicknames, but that's not one of them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like degenerate Joe. It fits you, man. Uh, it probably doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> like it goes. Like no, it, it fits like... him. It fits him. <laughs> no, it definitely does not. <laughs> no, I do DraftKings. I do FanDuel. I don't do like sports book stuff or anything like right but he's uh, he's sport uh, what is it? fan no what's the one you the I just said draft kings and fan draft kings draft kings and he's i do always a lot of fantasy draft sports kings. i fan, do a lot of yeah. fantasy sports yeah which well okay like if you want to say like fantasy is that gambling, doesn't count then of that course count. i've gambled in my life but like yeah that's you know but i i every year i come in second i, I couldn't take it anymore so I always get to the end and my team runs out of steam. And it's like, I realized that I picked the guys that do well between weeks one and 12 and then their teams are like 12 and oh, and they don't have to play for anything the last half of the season. <laughs> so it just like backfires. Well, so. I'm hoping that this new NFL rule with uh, adding a playoff team will, will change that. That and the fact that 55 point, you know, I don't get why, NFL doesn't go to like 60 players. Like, I think that's like the most no brainer thing. And then like, just make 10 of them. And was it 53? You, know? you got it. 52? Yeah, it's 50. Well, they changed it to 55 this year, but one has to be an offensive lineman. Well, it's kind of the practice squad, ain't it? But it's not. Cause like your practice squad guys can sign a pro deal, like a, a active roster. Or, like, if somebody team. gives you like an active roster contract, there's nothing prohibiting you from taking it. Happens to the you. Cowboys all the time. I'm like, oh, I really like this corner. He's going to be developmental. And then, like, you know, Arizona signs him. And you're like, well, that's that, you know. Okay, I got you. So that's, like, practice squad isn't, like, stopping you from signing another contract. I get you. They're, they're like, your preferred free agents. It's, like, guys that you have on the fringe at all times. Got you. Yeah. So it's not, like – and, granted, I only pay attention to the Cowboys. So, like, I don't really – I only think about how anything in the NFL benefits me. Like, I don't think about how it benefits anybody else. Yeah, well, So that's just kind of how I go. Yeah. You know. It makes sense. But I do think that, like, if they go to 60 guys, then, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of the next thing. I was just thinking about that today for whatever reason. So I was thinking about talking to you guys and, like, the draft picks and, like, you know, I think that, you know, adding an eighth round or something like that, you know, to where – or an extra supplemental round and going up to eight, you know, I think. Because I was trying to think about how do Q's guys get drafted more besides just being better, you know, other than that small little, you know, detail. <laughs> well, that's kind of important. Well, they used to have <laughs> 14, 15, 12 rounds, and they came down to like, like baseball. And it's like, yeah, let's just do seven, and then we'll just do undrafted free agents. How about that? I okay? think that's okay, fine, cool. though. Don't you guys? I mean, that's a that's plenty. That's plenty. It really well, is. I'm, just, I'm a draft nerd, though, man. Me too. I love that. I, I could go on. Like, I wish it was like all week. You know, like, I wish it was 40 rounds. I yes. would watch it too. Seven rounds, right do one a day, you, man, but... right? That would be nice, right? That'd be Something nice. like that. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe like rounds like 10 through 20 could be on like Friday, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You got to love those rapid fire picks. And, and you they're know ca- what? They're though? catching up. Nothing but just nothing but highlights. Like that's it's so oh, good. Man. <laughs> it's just like YouTube when it like auto plays the next video of like just random. <laughs> yep. So good. That's just, just always 10 picks behind nothing but content. They, that's they, when everyone like Sean doesn't watch. So they, I didn't think it was that much it. different. Like the first round, it's like ten round, ten minutes. The first round is nothing. brutal. I hate the first round. The first Awful. round's not good. You remember all. when it was fifteen minutes? Man, oh. it was like it was seven hours long. You know, it starts at six and it's going till four in the morning. Four like, picks an is, hour. I got to go to work tomorrow, Roger. <laughs> four picks, four picks an hour. Ridiculous. Uh, it is awful, man. But uh, yeah, draft so awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's where we'll leave it today, guys. All right. So, <laughs> we <Sean. laughs> the so like when when I was at HBU and we'd or not. have guys like when we'd have guys huddles up to watch <laughs> to recruit them to like evaluate them. The defensive coordinator is the guy that like turns it on and he has a projector on and it's like he runs the show, right? And like. So anybody that you want to watch, you have to like filter it through him to make sure that like he has the right. Yeah, anyway, it's a long, it's for compliance. But like you watch the <laughs> huddle and huddle started to do the like auto play the next guy's highlights. But it's like Russian roulette. Like it's like a <laughs> baseball film from like South Dakota. So and then we're like always like, oh man, this guy's throwing heat, you know? And then you're like, we're trying to like watch this corner and then the you know, defensive corner is doing his write up. And then all of a sudden some guy from like Gwinnett, Georgia is like doing a 360 windmill dunk. And we're like, man, like, can we recruit this guy? And then you go do some research and you're like, oh, this was from 2009. Like this guy is like, you know, uh, you know, a father now. <laughs> He's a father. <laughs> yeah. He's a father of two, you know, but it's, it's just funny, man. Like the, the amount of stuff and like, Things you see in football. It's great. It's why I'll never leave. All right. I think we'll leave it there. It was perfect. Thank you, Tyler. Tyler Friel, thanks thanks for joining us. I know Katie's like out and about or something. So you had had some extra time tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You had some extra time tonight. So we appreciate it. Tyler always 99% 99% of the time, Tyler is there. I call, I can call Tyler five minutes, be like, yo, you want to come on the show? He'll be like, yes, give me 10 minutes. Let me finish this burrito. And I'll be like, all right. So, <laughs> no, dude, uh, that sounds we, so good. We, we appreciate oh, you, Tyler. You're, you're um, on fire as always. We appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> that's it. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. For Joe and Tyler, I'm Sean. We're out. I love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.